Super Bowl, Super Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. I'm your host, Joe Ivan. This is the Week 7 pregame preview. Thank you all for joining. Pumped to get into it. The Packers, 5-1 Green Bay Packers, are hosting the 2-3 Washington football team, the WFT, on Sunday at Lambeau Field. The Packers will be wearing... Their new 1950s throwback jerseys. Oh, are they so nice. I'm sitting here right now sporting my Darnell Savage 50s throwback. I feel great in it. I look great in it. And uh, I'm ready to play great in it on Sunday. I'm sure all the Packers are going to be looking good, feeling good, and playing good come Sunday as well in these nice new all-green uniforms. About time we switched it up with the throwback. Uh, For the past several years... Whenever the Packers would be sporting a throwback, it would be one of the old 20s or 30s, 40s Acme Packers look with the with the maroon and uh, the maroon helmets or the 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 blue jerseys and and the tan pants. But they switched it up. We got these nice dark green ones with the yellow accents, and man, I'm so pumped to see them out there on Sunday. And I'm pumped to see how the Packers looked on Sunday. Obviously, the Packers are still pretty banged up on both sides of the football coming into this matchup with with the football team. On the offensive side of the ball, the Packers are uh, without rookie center Josh Myers. Obviously went down with a knee injury last week early against the Chicago Bears. He's been put on the IR, so Lucas Patrick will be filling in for him as he has been. And yes, the countdown to Bach did come to an end on this past episode of the Weekly Cheese uh, on Monday. But David Bakhtiari is still on the PUP list, and he won't be back in action just yet. LaFleur did state that he has a plan for Bakhtiari. Uh, who knows what that plan is? It's obviously not to have him out there against the football team on Sunday. There's a tough stretch of games coming up for the Packers after this game, so perhaps Bakhtiari will be back as soon as this upcoming Thursday when the Packers take on the Arizona Cardinals in a battle for basically the number one seed in the NFC. Um, but until then, as a result of uh, the, the injury to Myers and, and Bakhtiari still being on the PUP list, the Packers will line up with Jenkins, Runyon, Patrick, Newman, and Turner, the same line that played the entire game against the Bears last week and ultimately did a good job controlling Chicago's high-octane defensive line. And the same's going to have to happen this week. I mean, Lucas Patrick is going to have to have a great game against the football team. Their defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen, is having a tremendous season. He has three sacks, 25 QB pressures, and 14 run stops. And Lucas Patrick is going to have his hands full. That is clearly a matchup to keep an eye on tomorrow as the game is going on. Look at... At the center of the line, look at Lucas Patrick and how he's handling both run blocking and pass protecting against Jonathan Allen, who's been a problem for basically every center that he's lined up against 
this season. And the same goes for the rest of the Packers' offensive line. They need to come ready to play on Sunday against the Washington football team. The football team was highly touted coming into this year, and that is strictly due to the fact that they have high-caliber players along their defensive front. I mean, Chase Chase Young and Montez Sweat were a problem in 2020 for, for opposing teams. And although this season they, they don't have the crazy numbers that everyone was projecting them to have, they're not atrocious, and they're certainly getting after opposing quarterbacks. Chase Young only has one sack this season, but he has over 20 quarterback pressures, and I am certain that he is going to be hungry to get his hands on Aaron Rodgers. It's the first time he's matching up against Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to want to get to him. So it's up to Billy Turner to shut that down. The only way this game can go south for the Packers on Sunday is if the offensive line collapses and Chase Young and Montez Sweat have their breakout performance of the year. So it all starts up front. And if the Packers' offensive line comes ready to play like they have over the past several weeks, I mean, this is a strong defensive front they're going up against in Washington, but it's not nearly as strong as Cincy. It's not nearly as strong as Pittsburgh. And it's not Chicago. The Packers have gone up against some ferocious defensive fronts this season so far. So this offensive line is should be used to it by now. And they are used to it. And they're accustomed to playing against high-level competition. So they'll, they'll be able to handle it. The Washington football team's defense is currently ranked 31st overall in total yards given up. They're completely average against the run. They, they give up 113 run yard, uh, rushing yards a game, and they're the worst secondary in the league. They give up a league-most 309 passing yards a game. So if the Packers establish the run early, they get the ball moving with their combo in the backfield, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Aaron is given time to work in that pocket, he will absolutely decimate this football team's secondary. I mean, they have no chance. You you saw what they looked like against the Kansas City Chiefs last week. The Chiefs had 500 total yards of offense. Pat Mahomes had 400 passing yards, and, and then they got blown out 31-13. to 13. And Mahomes threw two picks. The, the football team had two turnovers, and they still got blown out. So if Aaron Rodgers is given the time that I know he's going to be, he's going to have a day. And that leads to my bold prediction for the Week 7 matchup against the Washington football team, and that is Devontae Adams will break his career record for single-game receiving yards just two weeks after setting it. Two weeks ago, Devontae Adams had 206 yards, and that was a career high. I believe he will finish Sunday's game with over 210 receiving yards en route to a massive Green Bay Packers victory. That's the bold prediction of the game. Mark it. 210 plus receiving yards for none other than Devontae Adams. I also, this isn't a bold prediction, this is just a little side comment. I also have an extremely good feeling about Randall Cobb, and I believe Randall Cobb will be touching end zone grass once again. You can mark that. Randall Cobb, touchdown, Devontae Adams, over 210 receiving yards on the day. On the defensive side of the ball, the Packers are also banged up. They got some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. They're down three key contributors. They have three main guys on the defensive side of the ball labeled as questionable leading up to Sunday's game. 
Preston Smith, Darnell Savage, and Kevin King are all questionable. Uh, Darnell Savage missed Wednesday and practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday and Friday. My gut feeling about Darnell is um, that I think I think I think he'll be good to go. I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing the Darnell Savage 1950s throwback jersey right now, and I really want to see number 26 out there sporting the 1950s throwback. I really want to see it. I think it'll be cool. Um, I think he'll go, but in the in the situation where he, just say he doesn't suit up and he does not go on Sunday. Henry Black will be penciled in as a starter for the first time in his young career. And uh, last week he did make some plays. He has a couple pass breakups on the year. It'll 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 be nice to see Henry Black in there as a starter and how he does. If in fact Darnell Savage can't go, I'm not hoping for that. I'm hoping and I'm thinking Darnell will be going, but who knows? Uh, concussion is a serious thing, obviously, and he needs to take as much time as he needs. Uh, Kevin King. He was practicing in a limited capacity all week. Obviously, uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, he was back, and he was having a pretty decent game, and then he got stomped on, he got trampled, and he missed last week's game against the Bears. Uh, But having Kevin King back would be a nice boost for the defense, especially considering how well he did play against Cincinnati before he got trampled on. Um, If he can't go, however, Rasul Douglas is going to be in there for starter starter snaps and I mean we saw last week with Russell Douglas coming in after the Bears first offensive drive of the game he played pretty well considering it was his first week in the building and his first live action football and quite some time Russell Douglas came to play and with another team another week with the team who knows how he looks perhaps Russell Douglas gets back to that 2017 form I mean who knows? He did look good against the Bears, and if Kevin King can't go on Sunday, Russell Douglas is going to have to start the game for the Green Bay Packers. And although the Packers are optimistic about his recovery, Jair Alexander is going to be missing his third game, his third straight game with that AC joint injury. Um, so it'd be extra nice to have King back, considering with King down, we have Russell Douglas and Eric Stokes. And I mean, Stokes, he's been playing well in Jair's absence. And on Sunday, he's going to have another tough matchup on his hands. He's going to be matching up with Terry McLaurin for the majority of the game. I doubt he'll be following him around the field everywhere, but expect to see them matched up with one another frequently on Sunday. Uh, McLaurin's having a nice season. He has 33 catches on the year for 428 yards, three touchdowns. Um, And it'll be another really tough matchup for the rookie, Eric Stokes. Stokes, again, done has done a nice job so far in, in Jair's absence. Uh, he did lose his matchup to Jamar Chase in that Cincinnati game while guarding Jamar Chase. Chase had four receptions for 82 yards. But Stokes has been promising, and McLaurin's a tough receiver, and I'm excited to see how he fares in this matchup against scary Terry McLaurin, who is a, is a stud of a receiver who's just unfortunately on a team with some quarterback issues and, and, and some offensive woes. But he's a stud, and it's a good test for Eric Stokes, and I'm, I'm pumped to see how he does. That's definitely a matchup to keep an eye on. And Preston Smith, uh, he missed two days of practice this week. He did practice on Friday in a limited capacity. Um, Lef- Coach LaFleur didn't really say anything 
too detailed about his prognosis. He left the door wide open for Preston Smith to take the field on Sunday. Obviously, Preston Smith wants to play. Uh, he's had 102 consecutive starts. He's a guy that plays. He plays through injuries, and he doesn't like missing time. Uh, but unfortunately, there's a real possibility Preston Smith can't go. He, he hurt his oblique against the Bears. He missed a good amount of time in that game, and he missed a lot of practice this week. And if he can't go, Jonathan Garvin will be forced to step up and take the starter reps. This Packers defense has been very banged up this season, and they've relied on guys like John Garvin and Henry Black. And Sunday is going to be a big test for these guys if they are, in fact, given the starting starting roles on the day. Uh, but John Garvin's had a solid year, uh, and he's done a good job filling in for Rashawn and Preston when they do need a break here and there. And this week, Coach Mike Smith had nothing but praise for Jonathan Garvin. And I just want to touch on this a little bit because I was listening to Coach Smith's press conference, and I got so amped up. I actually commented right there on the YouTube Coach Smith is the effing man. Like, he is the man. He loves football so much. And you can just tell he is so good at his job. And he cares for the guys. But just what he was saying about guys like Rashawn Gary and, and John Garvin, I was getting so amped up. And I want to share what he said about John Garvin because I believe it's worth noting. Uh, he was talking about John Garvin and how much he trusts him out there and how that trust is very important. Um and how he believes in John Garvin. And when he was talking about this, he said, and I quote, There ain't nothing pretty about him. He's big and tough. I call him old school. And when he said that, I just got so amped up. Like, that is so badass. Garvin is an old school type player. He isn't flashy. That's right on the right on the head there. But he is tough. And... Coach Smith went on to say that he thinks as Garvin gets more snaps and he gets more comfortable in there, he's just going to keep making plays. Garvin has a sack and a half already on the year. Same amount of sacks as Chase Young. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he looks in there as a starter if Preston Smith can't go. Um, but Coach Smith says get ready for Garvin to play well and that he believes Garvin is going to have a long and prosperous career in the NFL. Nothing but high praise for John Garvin, and I hope to see him have a great game on Sunday. I'm rooting for Garvin all the way. Um, but some more big news coming out of Green Bay in terms of their their edge-rushing unit. This week, the Packers go out and get some much-needed help in that room. Zadarius Smith has been out for basically the entire season. He played week one, hasn't played since, and who knows if and when he is going to come back. To start the year, the Packers have... Their, their pass rush has been uh, slowly boiling, I would say. The first couple weeks, it was pretty weak, and it's been building as time comes on. Kenny Clark has been dominating on the inside and generating a lot of pressure on the interior, and the edges have really been reliant on Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith giving it their all every play and just going hard out there and with Preston going down and the injury that Chauncey Rivers suffered in practice, the Packers have been thin in the edge rushing unit. And this week, they went out and got some help. And they signed pass rusher Whitney Merciless. 
the former first-round pick, 10-year NFL veteran, has played the last 10 years with the Texans, and he was released just this past week, and within two days of being released from the Texans, he signed with the Green Bay Packers. He is legitimately an all-time great Houston Texan. Um, he's a former All-Pro. He he has 57 career sacks, including three sacks this season alone. And he took less money than he was being offered elsewhere to come play with this Green Bay Packers team. He obviously saw the Packers needed help getting after quarterbacks. And he knew that he could help this team and propel them over the hump. And this is the type of acquisition that is going to, is going to be a huge boost for the Green Bay Packers. I could not have been more pumped when I saw they made this move. Good on Brian Gutenkunst and the and the personnel department for getting this done. It's not a standard Packers move whatsoever. I was surprised when they did it, but it's it's a good move, and they are showing that they are willing to do what it takes to go all in right now and try to get this team over the hump. And if Mercellus could come in and become an impact player on this defensive line. The Packers, it will propel them over the top and get them over that hump. Aaron Rodgers this week talked about how how this signing of, of Whitney Merciless reminds him of the Howard Green acquisition back in the Super Bowl run. And, and it is a lot like that. It's it's the acquisition of a of a difference maker on the defensive line, but there is a huge difference between Howard Green and Whitney Merciless. Howard Green was never an All Pro. Howard Green was a sixth round pick. He was not ever the caliber player that Whitney Merciless was and is, and I could not be happier to have him on the Green and Gold, and. I'm not saying he's going to be playing a ton on Sunday, but keep an eye out for him. Keep an eye out for number 50 because I think Whitney Merciless is going to have at least 10 to 15 snaps getting after the quarterback. And that quarterback being Taylor Heineke, who's been the starter for the football team since Ryan Fitzpatrick went down in week one. Um, And since he's taken over as a starter, he has not been all that great. He ranks right around the 24th overall quarterback in the National Football League. He has 1,390 total yards, nine touchdowns, six interceptions on the season. And ultimately, I believe the Packers' defense will have absolutely no no issue dealing with the Washington football team's offense. I think Kenny Clark and the defensive line will win the battle up front. They'll stop the runs early, force Heineke to throw the ball, and when he does, they will apply pressure. Maybe number 50 goes out there and gets himself a sack in his first game as a Packer, sporting the 1950s throwback. Who would have ever thunk that Whitney Merciless would have a 1950s throwback for his debut, but he does. But the Packers are going to get it done. The Packers have gotten at least one takeaway each of the last five games. I would say look for that streak to continue. The football team has turned the ball over nine times this year already, and Heineke is uh, due to let one or two hang out there, look for the Packers to get at least one more turnover and extend that streak to six games. And the Packers' defense this season has been absolutely horrible in the red zone. They've given up 15 touchdowns in 15 trips in the red zone, 
And I'm stating right now on the weekly cheese pregame preview that that streak will come to an end. Their turnover streak will continue and their red zone touchdown streak will come to an end. And the Packers defense will show improvements and force field goals and perhaps a takeaway while backed up in the red zone. My prediction for the game is the Packers win 35-17 in a blowout victory sporting the 1950s throwbacks. Let me know what you think, how the game's going to go in the comment section below. If you like the content, please make sure to subscribe to The Weekly Cheese. Also follow us on Instagram at theweekly.cheese, on TikTok at theweeklycheese.podcast, and on Twitter at theweeklycheese. You can also find us on Spotify at The Weekly Cheese. The Weekly Cheese is everywhere. Find us everywhere. Um, if you like the content, follow, subscribe. Posting twice a week on Mondays and on Saturday nights. Pre-game previews, post-game coverages, all right here on The Weekly Cheese. Number one place for everything Green Bay Packer. Your Packer content with a touch of jest. Thank you all for tuning in. I will talk to you all next week. When the Packers are 6-1 and one, and we look ahead to the tough road trip the Packers have on their hands after this matchup with the, with the Washington football team. I'll talk to you all on Monday. And remember, as always, the cheese stands alone. Go Pack Go! Green Bay.